When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back in to Talk or Go Home. Wait, it's not called Walk or Go Home? I'm here with <laughs> I'm here with Brandon Farmer, Clint Thompson, and I'm Nick Wilson. Glad to be back, guys. How we doing? Doing good. I'm here. <laughs> That's so great. I tell you what, I'm super tired. For the past two weekends, I've had plus or minus four kids at my house at all times yeah you were telling me about that man that's that's uh that is a lot of it's a lot of pre energy basic teen like yeah. wow whole, that's a, oh that's my a lot goodness. of energy try uh, having it every day 24 <laughs> 7 <laughs> brandon yeah for reference uh or context brandon has four kids <laughs> yeah i mean there's there is that but they're not all 12 and 13 and 14 years old though that's that's the one thing you got going for you right now at least that's true um no uh seeing these seeing these boys go through go through this and like there's a couple of them they're like on their phones all their time talking to girls and want to go do this and go do that and it's like dude you're 13 stay at home stay at home for a little bit longer just enjoy it enjoy being a kid for a little bit longer so it's uh it's been interesting of course the one that wanted to stay home was my kid so he doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to stay at home. Yeah, that's that's great. It's awesome. That's well, thanks. Great. I'm going to exit <laughs> stage right now. No, uh, look, that that's one of the things that scares me the most about being a parent is having to deal with um, adolescent children. Now here here's the thing I I deal with adolescent children all day but they're not mine so I can like <laughs> I can send them home I can I can I get rid of them you know and after 45 minutes or whatever but man um I remember what I was like um a, a, as an adolescent and that's woo! Down, downright scary No these are good kids I mean they they rag on each other just like any any group of, of boys would do but uh they're good friends they you know they want to hang out. They want to uh, do stuff together. They they include each other, and you know it's it's a good age for them. And uh, I, I I actually told them uh, before we come over here to record that you know I I enjoy watching them all grow up together, and I hope that they realize what they're building right now. And they're like, what? Yeah. So you yeah. know, here I they am, don't. finally you know actually being doing parent stuff and being like, hey, you know, I used to, you know you guys uh, being you know really close friends, Brandon for for way longer than nick no offense but um this is where you build that kind of those kind of relationships at and i i hope at some point they look back and realize that and hey Maze's dad was pretty cool because you know he let us all come over and destroy his house for two weekends in a row <laughs> Golly, man, who, I carrie if you're listening to this i love you please clean up the house now brandon's got one who's entering i mean he's entering adolescence he's he's Right there on the cusp, sort of like Mays. Mays is farther along than Brandon Jr., but man, I, ooh, I just, I don't know. I I deal with him every day, right? And so I I just know, yeah. like what's coming. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, we all we all lived it. So oh, absolutely. I mean, I tell you yeah. what, it's a different time now. Like yeah, it is. raising kids now. Um, or rearing kids for those of you who are English majors, um, now versus when when we were coming up. I mean, there's just so much more out there that they can get in trouble with, you know, Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook. I was and, thinking about that the other day. Snapchat wasn't around when I was in high school. No. I, I, well, I take that back. We had my MySpace. Year, I don't think we had MySpace when I was in high school. My senior year, Snapchat started to take off here. Hmm. Before that, it was Twitter. Facebook, 
and Instagram. It was it was the big three, which they're all three still kind of relevant. But sure. now you've got Snapchat, you've got TikTok. Those are the two that have really come along since then. And man, TikTok, y'all, have y'all been on TikTok? Nope, I don't go nowhere near it. Nope, you don't go nowhere near it. Man, TikTok is it is simultaneously the most. I don't know how to describe it. There's so much potential to learn from so many interesting and intelligent people. Mm -hmm. But then there's also people on there that shake their butts and get yeah, views you're, off of you're their there sexuality. For, you're there for the 10% of what TikTok's actually used for. But the, but you have to filter through the other 90% to fil to find that 10%. Which I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I grew up. I had Vine. Vine was a thing when right. I was in high school. And it's sort of a throwback for me for Vine. I would argue that TikTok's a little better sure. than Vine. Actually, I would argue it's a lot better than Vine. But so it, it's it's also nostalgic for me because in high school, all we did on Vine was scroll through and look at st stupid six-second-long videos. And there's some vine there. You'll you'll come across a TikTok every now and then that has what you know what is described as vine energy, and uh, I just I sort of crack up. You know, I was <laughs> I'm going to be honest with y'all. Okay, this is this is a platform where we can be very candid with one another. Most of my TikTok watching occurs on the toilet. Well, there you go. Do, do y'all do that? Do y'all? I'm like, done. I'm going. <laughs> no, no, I mean, but seriously, do you honestly when you're on the throne? On the on the porcelain throne, Twitter. That's that's where so I do your, a lot a lot Twitter, more of my my Twitter stuff. Actually, we have a nickname for it. It's Twitter. Well, what rhymes with Twitter? Say so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's face. <laughs> so you're a TikTok guy. Well, I wouldn't on. say that I'm a TikTok guy. I right. just that's what you prefer when you're there. When right. when I'm there, doing that. That's what I usually find myself. That's the social media site that I find myself on, is TikTok. When you're there, what social media do, do you get on your phone when you're there? Uh, I mean, I guess sometimes, okay. sometimes not. I mean, I, what did I people mean, do before? I was gonna go there. I was gonna go there. But like, I mean, you've got to be on something. You, you or do you just stare? At do the you wall? have to be? <laughs> do you just? Have, I mean, well, what do you do? Well, I try not to stay in there long. You know, I don't, well, that's that's but, what I was going to say. If you don't bring your phone in there, I have noticed there is a direct correlation of how long you stay on the throne with if you have your phone versus when you do not have your phone. We can phone. get into a lot of things. <laughs> okay. I a sort of, of want to talk about it, though. Like, like you want me to tell you what I did before a phone? I would watch, I would read the back of the Lysol can. I don't know why, but I'd read the back of the I've Lysol can. Before. I have. Have you done that before? Not a Lysol can, I guess. I mean, uh,. No, I really haven't thought about what I mean. I, I'm hoping I just, you know. <laughs> don't tell me you just sit there. Why are we on this subject? Don't tell me you just sit there. Are you one of those people that I'm, just kind of sits there and just does no, it? No, it's not. It's it's go and get out type thing. I don't know. I mean, are we, are y'all type people? You're that who, fast. Huh? You're, I'm not <laughs> super fast. Drop it. I'm not, I'm not so, <laughs> hey, I'm not that fast where you blink and I'm right behind you after you thought I was, you know. Because I do know people who are like that. So. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. It's your fault. But while we're on it, though, we might as well just go put it out of the way. I know. Okay. Quick hey. question before we go any further. Party foul. Is it a party foul to get into the urinal right next to somebody? You've got to leave a space, right? Okay. Only if there's one available. Right. If there's none available, then then it's not. But if if, so if you've got four urinal stalls, right, and you're on the end, and then a guy comes up right next to you, yeah, that's party no foul. Go. No go. Party so foul. Do you ever find yourself you go in there like with a like a set of three urinals that like you you automatically get the middle one, and then like you turn around and somebody's waiting on you to get done because they wouldn't go. No, because I always take the one on the end. Really? Yes, if it's available. You know, there was a study. I don't know why we're talking about this. Can this episode name just be called poop? I mean, I don't know, or bathrooms, or something. I don't know. Anyway, Nick, what, Nick will find something <laughs> since he started it. There, yeah, I don't know why. Look, I, yeah. Um, 
they, uh, I think it was Mythbusters, did a test trying to figure out what the cleanest bathroom stall was, and they said it's the first one. Everybody goes to the end one for some reason. Have you ever I seen see that? that? Yeah, I, I, but I mean it, that makes sense. Yeah, so I, I can I've I can understand why you go to the to the first urinal too. When you're so. on though the 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 throne, throne, yeah, and you're there, Brandon won't know because he's he's a drop and go guy, but. Like when you're there, I wouldn't, and you're there for an extended period of time. <laughs> yes, my legs go go to sleep. Go numb. Yes, yes. It, you stand up and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, I was on there for too long. I better sit back down. If for a I minute. get to that point, you're on there too long. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, that's, that's the that when I can feel it, I'm like, okay. I've I've been on TikTok too long. TikTok yeah. time to you start, stop. You start. <laughs> there's, look, look. There's a lot of differences you can take in it. All right, M- me and Nick, I'm just slightly just taller than you. Yes. Yeah. But I've got what fifty pounds on you. How much do you weigh? I weigh two two forty five. Two forty five. You have way more than fifty pounds. Right. Exactly. You, you so got I about want... seventy pounds on me. Right. And I would <laughs> do me next. Do me next. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for me and Clint, for the most part, well, I don't want to be on there too long. Yeah. Because yeah, if if we if we get to uh, numbing of the leg, yeah, I don't want to get to that point. I want to. Go ahead and let the blood circulate, so I can I can well, get up and start. I, I've moving. got a quick recovery time, you know. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't. But here, here's the thing: the only time I I take a long time like that is usually at home, and I'm you know scrolling through whatever, and then I'll feel it and I'll stand up, you know, wash my hands, and everything. The first thing I do is I go and lay on the bed to wait until the feeling comes back in my legs, <laughs> because you know there's nothing more painful when your leg or your foot goes to sleep and somebody comes there and kicks it. That is the most painful thing in the world to me. I don't know why. Really? Yes, it hurts. Like it, it, it will put me on the floor. It hurts. He's given us a vulnerability, Brandon. Now we know. I know. I know. Yeah. So wait outside. I guess the door. when it comes to the phone, maybe Facebook here and there, but usually it's more like um, I've got on my mind who who I got to call, who I got to text on certain things. What I we do that do, too. Yeah. Something like that. So that might be might be on the brain, but. I'm not in there for a long period of time where I, I'm sitting there. Where yeah. I'm like, I got to get up. I got to. I got to go. Get stuff now, done. What? Okay. You bring up sort of a a good point. Do Do you find that, like, okay, right before we started this episode, recording this episode, I had about three people texting me simultaneously. It'll go whether it doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing. It's like the the mass communication gods know you know well we're not oh, as important as you are he no no I, look no li- listen to what i'm saying though i'll get three people simultaneously yeah, within five minutes start a conversation with me right. and it's one of those things where you know usually they need something from me right. and usually it's right then and right there right and usually i don't have it so i yes we, we, I, yes but then i'll go 12 or 13 hours won't get a phone call won't get a text yeah I think it was roughly, let's see, it was when we were, it was the day the state championship duels meet uh, for for our wrestling team. And went all day, a text here or there about it, nothing much. And then it's like after a certain part of the day, no joke, y'all, within 15 minutes, I had six phone calls and eight text messages. As your phone just went and, off. And my phone just went off again. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, I, do do they call each other and go, hey, we all we all have to, let's all call Nick right now at the same time and overwhelm him and, and make him mad and frustrated and all that good. Like, because it's frustrating to me, you know? It frustrates you're, you? You're looking at me like you have no idea what I'm talking about. Or no, I do know what you're talking about, but I'm like, it frustrates you though? It frustrates me, yeah, because... I'm a guy, I, I, I sort of, I don't know, and I guess this is a weakness. When somebody, when I have a task <clears throat> yeah. at hand, I want to get it done. And if somebody texts me and they need something and I can't provide them with an answer or a solution immediately, it's it stays in my brain and takes up valuable space and process and power. And it's just like, it's there. It's just like the constant sort of, Hey, you got to do this. You got to do this. So you, you have, do this. you have stuff like that, that pounds at you through, throughout the day until I get it done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's almost, get, but, yeah. but that is almost like the golden rule in a sense of if you, if, if you reverse the role and said, okay, this person's waiting on me to get this done, or I'm waiting on this person to hurry up and get it done. I wish they just, just 
stop what they're doing for two minutes, get this what I need, and then I can get on about my tasks. So, you know, you, you some people can't think that way. They can't think from both sides of that. So, you know, I, I appreciate when you get back with me, you know, when you can uh, pretty quickly because usually I'm, I'm nothing I have that I send to you is really all that important usually. It's usually something dumb or some question like, hey, what do you listen to Casey Kasem's Top 40 on? <laughs> I know when I sent you the link immediately. Yep. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. I think I was driving home from Montgomery when you did that. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be texting and driving. I was either driving home from Montgomery. I was. That's exactly what I was doing. Anyway, but yeah. It's hey, just, it made my day go by a lot faster. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's just frustrating a little bit sometimes, which both of y'all have dealt that with that before, you know, especially you right now, Brandon. You're in the middle oh, yeah. of it. Youth basketball, that's that's prime prime time panic mode yeah. for a lot of people in terms of, oh crap, what do we do? Let's call Brandon. Right. Let's get in touch with Brandon. Yeah. yeah. It's not been it's not been too bad in I guess you would say. In like in, in the past. Which I've only been doing it for really a couple of years now, so um so it's gotten so better. Huh? So it's gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's back up, Nick. Uh, Hold on, are we going back to the can again? Well, no. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's leave the can alone. Okay. Let's leave it out. Let's go back to last episode we've done right before Christmas. So we've had Christmas. We've had New Year's. National Championship. Well, we'll skip that one. Alabama <laughs> won, yeah. So what have, y'all, what have y'all been up to since then? How was your Christmas? Was everybody together? Were y'all separated because of COVID stuff for a time or what? I mean, it was good. I rest, relaxation. Got back. It was nice because I got to reset. I got to, I got to, I got to reset sort of, I, I guess, how my mind works. What, what. You got to turn it off for a little bit. Yeah, because I, I came back Hard to reset. work. And. Even though I was at work most of the break, what I mean by work is the school part, the, mm. the teaching part of, of my job. And like right now, I'm caught up on grades. I'm caught up on assignments, yeah. you, most of the stuff that I'm always behind on. Well, it helps that you're not doing football and wrestling's taking a backseat in a bit right now, too. Yeah, so. wrestling's on the on the decline. You know, basketball has been – for the most part, for the new year, has been traveling right. to places that that either I can't make due to time, or because wrestling has been at home, or another event has been at home, which sure. obviously home events take priority. So, yeah, it's been I don't know, it's been nice. I've I've been fairly relaxed. Uh, just just a lot of interesting life stuff that's happened that I I really can't talk about on this platform, but you know. Uh, privately, that's that's been interesting. That's happened. So yeah, just taking it easy. Uh-huh. I've got to go get some chili. I'll Clint. be right back. <laughs> Nick's literally leaving right now. Um, ours was ours was good. Um, you know, we did the family thing with Carrie uh, and her family, which is my wife and her family. Um, we did the uh, Christmas thing with uh, over at my mom's house. Um, so that that was good. Uh, you know, the kids, of course, racked up more than more than what they needed. But you know, for a for a COVID year where things have been kind of you know here and there, hit or miss, uh, it, it was good. It was good to uh, get with everybody and and spend some time with them and really reflect on you know the real meaning of the season and and fellowship with everybody. So that was that was nice. Um, and of course, uh, after the new year, you know that's. Usually, when a lot of people uh, set some personal goals and stuff, so um, kept mine kind of small. Mine actually dealt with uh, more of, of of our podcast, uh, our gaming podcast, with my with me and Hammy and uh, home life stuff. Uh, you know, things are gonna get busy for me coming up. Uh, pretty much the spring, it'll slow back down a little bit in the summer, but then it'll ramp up toward the last part of summer. So, I'm trying to get some stuff done around the house and things like that. So, yeah. <clears throat> Same here. No, we didn't. We didn't get to with my family. My mom and dad end up getting COVID, so we didn't get to spend Christmas with them like we, you know, like everybody else. 
That's been with their families, right? Not Which I'm sure at, there's a lot of families out there who didn't have who who weren't able to spend time with their families too during sure. Christmas. So we weren't the only ones, but um, yeah, did that, and so we got to spend Christmas with my wife's side of her family, of course. But um, whoops, <clears throat> yeah, got to the end of the year, mm-hmm. getting ready for basketball stuff, and then. Yeah, because y'all come basically right out the gate, just right after the New Year, did you not? Well, a week. A week. A week after, yeah. And then... um, So uh, then I said, honey, this one's eating my popcorn. Oh, hey, Nick. (laughs) And, uh... Yeah. And so, yeah, we we just had Christmas with my my mom and dad's side just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Saw a a picture and uh, saw that the, I guess the kids and the grandkids all got the... uh, NBA Jam, arcade turn, uh, arcade cabinet, just just my, just your my crew. family, yeah, my okay. crew. We got one. That's yeah. that's neat. Did you enjoy it? I saw. Oh yeah, you can hook it up online and everything. Really, and, and play people. That's from, pretty from awesome. Wi-Fi stuff. So is it updated rosters or is it old school rosters? No, it's old school stuff. The best. Yeah, the best. Yeah, it's got. It still did the whole. He's on fire. No, and, Michael Jordan went ever on that on the NBA. No, Jam. it wasn't. Was it? It was just. Uh, I think it was Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant. Um, yeah, were on there, and um, I guess if they put him on there, he he pretty much would have dominated <laughs> uh, that side of it. But it's 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 neat because yeah. you can get you can play four players at one time, and we, me, me, Brandon Grant, and Jace will all get on it and uh, and battle <laughs> it out. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, I I remember uh, remember that back in the day. That was. Something different, um, and then you know, years later they come out with that NFL Blitz where it was kind of like that, but yeah. it was like a seven on seven thing. Yeah. So, which that game was only on Super Nintendo, right? Or did it, was it expand out to other? games? Mm-mm. It was on other systems, I, but it started out. Did it start out on Super? Started Nintendo? out on arcade. That's right. Okay. Okay. I so, got you. Anyway, I could. Remember. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean for him no, and to take over this podcast. No, it's uh, no. That's a speaking of which, guys. If if you haven't, go ahead and go over. Check out Ham and Spam's Aww. retro review with Clint Thompson and uh, Hammy. Jonathan Hamilton. I, I was about to say, I don't really. I <laughs> you don't know Hammy's name? <laughs> well, it's because we always refer we always to call him Hammy. Yeah, yeah, we always call him Hammy. You know, it's it's odd. Every time I talk to Hammy, it's. Or every time I go over there, like, I'll always ask Hammy's, Hammy's mom, say, hey, is, is Jonathan around? You know, May's a bust up. Hey, where's Hammy at? And she's like, yeah, Hammy's in his room. <laughs> So, um, yeah. yeah, everybody's kind of had to learn how to call him Hammy, like within his immediately family, immediate family. So, yeah, I mean, all the, all of us know him by yeah. Jonathan. We all, yeah, I mean, we, we all know, know he's Jonathan, but yeah. it's been Hammy for twenty years now, so yeah. at least. But hey, look at that guy's Hammy. <laughs> <laughs> oh me. Uh, so, what have you guys been up to here lately? I know we, we've done the wrestling thing. Uh, we talked about it. Obviously, we talked about youth ball, uh, youth basketball specifically. But what else have you guys been up to? Got a new president. I was about to say. Well, that. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> that. Yeah, just, just yeah. Let's throw that out there. Yeah, we'll yeah, throw that out there. That. Hey, Watch look, the, I'll say this about what do you think about, about that it? guy. <laughs> what about that guy? <laughs> look at that guy's Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Uh, was he the guy that I voted for? No. Um, do I hope that he's the best president we've ever had? Absolutely. Like, I wish every every president's the best that we have because without good leadership, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll falter and uh, um, not not be America anymore. So, you know, you know, my, my hope and prayer is that he does the best job to his ability and um, we stay on top like we have for the last 200 and some few years now. That's that's the the hope. That's the hope. <clears throat> that's the hope. Hey, hey, there's, I will there's say some this: things our already, country is just in a is in a it's just in a place now that it's in a fog is what that it's we in. haven't you know we hadn't seen in a long time as far as our as our country goes. Yeah, I just hope we just continue to you know, and I've talked about this in the past that I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ, and I think we all need to find respect for each other. And no matter what side we sit on, uh, whether it's blue side, red side, whatever, you know, but find a um, 
a common ground that we work together as a country and to be honest with you and and just and just tell our neighbors about Jesus and and love each other but it's not that it's not that simple but i think we just need to we talk about unity we talk about unity this and that this and that well we need to find it you yeah. know we're not doing enough of that trying to find that stuff so Talking um, it and doing it's two different right, things. Right, exactly. You know, you can say, "Yeah, this is what I want," but if you don't go out there and show people that that's really what you want, then you're right. not going to get it. <clears throat> I think I, we just needed we need to start doing that more, um, and, and start down, start it now. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, but I don't know. What you it, think, Nick? It, well, it's funny you say that because it was maybe two days before the inauguration. The day of the inauguration, I spent the whole day with my classes watching the inauguration, the, the various ceremonies, President Biden leaving Blair House, right. the church service, the actual ceremony, what they did after the ceremony, the review of the of the guard or whatever it's called, you know, all that good stuff. So, and that was fun. That was interesting to, to talk to my students about that. And I'm glad that I have that opportunity as a social studies educator every every four years to do that with with my kids because I, I think it's important to you know obviously teach those things regardless and, and I try to to keep what side I'm on ambiguous and am, am sort of uh, opaque I guess from from them because I don't want what they think of me or how they think of me to influence how they view the things that we study, especially when it comes to the political side of the things that we mm -hmm. study. So now that doesn't mean that I don't have strong opinions on everything that we talk about because I, I do <laughs> I have very strong opinions. And it's, it is so hard when I encounter a student that comes from another perspective than myself. It's really hard for me to play that neutral card or play that ambiguous card when <laughs> I, I just sort of want to, I just want to go. Not, I just, I don't, it's not that I want to say you're wrong. I want to engage in an argument with yeah. them. Yeah, you want to have a debate that, with them. That I've got, yeah. yeah. That's not my role, though. Sure. That my role is to facilitate the conversation with another student so so really it needs to be student to student not student to teacher sure yeah I'm, I'm there to facilitate and that has allowed me having to do that has given me a lot of interestingly enough ironically enough perspective on empathy and i think talking about unity talking about love is very different than trying to reach it because I feel like one thing that's that's I, I, I sort of would argue it's never really been there in our society as a country is empathy but now we see the effects of that lack of empathy more than ever used to an old white man in Appalachia wouldn't ever really come into contact with a transgender woman from Portland but in today's society, especially with social media and the way that our country works, that's possible now. And the the ideas behind those two people coming closer um, together or, or in contact with one another happens more often than it did in our country's past. And so the need for empathy, for trying to understand. Here's the thing. I don't have to understand how you think, Clint. I don't have to understand how you think, Brandon. But I need to at least try. And I don't need to be hostile to you simply because you think differently than I do. Well, somewhere and, in the somewhere in the fall, we've forgotten the term "agree to disagree." Yeah, I mean that, that's it. It's it's my side's right. No, your side's wrong. My side's right, and it's it's created a toxic environment for I would say pretty much ever since the 2000 election. Now it's bad now, but I would even go back that far to say that's that's been like that since then. I just think that, I would think anyway, and that's that's the conversation that I had with my kids. We were talking about the storming of the Capitol was a huge topic of conversation, and I had a student that 
was very obstinate in their belief about who caused the storming of the Capitol. Brandon, and, what does obstinate mean? And stubborn. Okay. <laughs> Why can't we just say stubborn? And, well, I mean, sort of. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Go I on. hope I'm right in using that word. I don't know. We'll find out. Somebody will tell us. Yeah. But they, the, the student, when another student would try to explain to her their perspective on the matter and certain actors in the events and their those actors' perspective on the matter, she refused, or the, excuse me, the student refused to acknowledge or even a, attempt to acknowledge the other side, the, the where, other where side, from. Or, yeah. or, or, and I hate to even say the other side because that, then you're assuming there's only two sides. There's sure. multiple angles to everything that happens. That perspective, that unique perspective. Right. And so after class, I had a conversation with that student and, this is where our country is. Her response that person to, to because I asked her, I said, "What do you, what did what did you think about our discussion that we had today in class?" And we talked back and forth, and she concluded her answer to my question by saying, "I know I'm right, so it doesn't matter." And I think that's wow. that's very telling of where we are as a society because it's. It's, I'm right and you're wrong. It's right. not, hey, we all have unique perspectives mm-hmm. that are in some way valid. It's that they're, like like we assume there's a right and wrong to everything. Right. There can be gray. Oh, there absolutely. There can be, like you said, an agree to disagree. Sure. So... Yeah, and, I, and I think we've 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 lost that. Um, that's, and that's what I'm trying to. It's hard to teach an adolescent how to empathize. Right. That's something that, especially when it comes to politics, because adolescents are just coming into their own political thought process, and these kids, they're getting to the age where their childhood, because kids are great at, at emotion. They're they're emotionally intelligent, but it's also the time period where society's. They're where it's wearing out their imagination. It's grinding their imagination to a to a dust. Yep. It's grinding their empathy and their sympathy to a dust yep. because of the things that happen to them. You know, I mean, we've all grown up. We all know that, and so it's hard. It's hard to keep that alive, I guess. But yeah, it, it is hard. It, it, I'm gonna say, I mean, especially, like you, especially I, during I, this time. I agree with you, Brandon. Unity is a must, and I think empathy is a good way to to pursue that. But it's just it's hard now. It's so I don't hard. know, Clint. We weren't. Uh, to me, I was never in no politics of any sort. I, I wasn't. That time. I mean, we didn't. We did a mock election for the '96 election in middle school, and um, you know, we had three different people uh, within the school play the the different presidential um, candidates at the time, mm-hmm. um, and they went through everything. And um, I think I was Bill Clinton. I think uh, the our, white hair. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, I think uh, our starting quarterback our senior year was Ross Perot, and then there was another guy. I remember, yeah, I do. There was another guy that was uh, up. who, who was ninety six. Was that um, the Republican candidate? Yeah. Um, for ninety six, Bob Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Maybe that's yeah. Wow, Brandon, going yeah, reaching yeah, back in the archives. Uh, anyway, P. Ross Perot won by a landslide because you know it was a popularity contest with the school, yeah. but. You know, we we kind of did did some of that, but I didn't really pay a whole whole lot of attention. We then. didn't we didn't pay attention. We it was more about the names, right, and stuff. It it wasn't more about what who they were affiliated with. It wasn't so it. much party as right. much as it was name and kind of what they stood for. Because everybody's got their got their morals. You know, here here are the three or four things I stand on that I'm not going to falter on. If you check these three boxes or four boxes. You know, regardless of where you're at on other things, I'm probably going to stand behind you. Be yeah. honest, too young to understand. Yeah, period. It's I, hard. Hey, period. but here's the thing: I don't remember it being like it is now. No, back No, no, no. It's it's uh. I, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm listening. You're, I'm, I'm adjusting you my yeah, microphone. You're like sorry. looking. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. No, that does worry. <laughs> that does worry me that we don't. What you had your student tell you mm-hmm. that I'm right, and there's yeah. no yeah wrong to what I say. There's no of thinking and going back. Well, I'm I might be exactly. wrong. There's you know? no consideration for 
you know, it, other right. ideas and perspectives. And, 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 and that's so ironic because both major political parties say they're open, open to diversity and different thought, one really more so than the other. But it's interesting. Neither one of them are very accepting of no. of ideas from the other party. Well, That's I what's say, crazy. Look, I say that, but we do know people, and I've grew up with people who, in every situation, they are right. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's they've got to be right. Right. That's basically the same thing. And so that's always been around. But what you get now is that, um. It's either one way or the other, yeah. period. You know, there's no, but there's no working together at all. It's just bang, bang. And so um, that's the uh, famous man right there that you're showing me. Yeah, so, old Pappy. Um, but yeah, I, I guess the biggest thing is, is there's no, like I said, there's nobody's working together to, to solve the solution. It's either, is it my way or this way? Well, it's my so, way or no way. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's the way people are thinking. And now. we we bicker and we argue about it, and it's just making things worse. I have I have a legitimate question. Yes. completely off topic. Do y'all go through in your head when somebody says something that's a song lyric, and all of a sudden, just in conversation, they say something that you hear in a song lyric that you start singing the song in your head? Yes. Well, that just happened with me when Brandon said one way or another. The next thing that was out of my mouth was, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you, get you. One way. Sorry. <laughs> That's where my mind went. Like, <laughs> hey, this, this Clint, is what I'm you just have. talking so I don't have I to go know, home, okay? I, I think you have ADHD, Clint. What? Yeah. <laughs> what you said? Squirrel. Squirrel? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a very interesting time politically. To be a political scientist or a pollster now man what a well what we saw with the capital what we saw with that capital what yeah. would you nobody's ever seen that happen no not in our lifetime so what are you really what are you telling your students what did you have to really kind of say to them um so about so, something like that so the activity that i had my kids do i i said Basically, we we did a declaration of independence analysis, and and I said, okay, I want everybody to go home, and I want everybody to read the Declaration of Independence. And I attached, obviously, a copy through our online whatever, and read the Declaration of Independence thoroughly. Read it two or three times. Try to understand, you know, what what Thomas Jefferson is saying, what the point of it is. Look at all the different concepts that are laid out in it. And then I want you to write a reflection about how you felt about the storming or how you feel about the storming of the Capitol and what concepts that you saw in the storming of the Capitol that you also found in the Declaration of Independence. And what I found was, and after they did that, I obviously graded the reflection, but then we talked about it in class as a, as a class discussion. I'm a, I'm a discussion guy. I love discussion because you can always really tell if a, a student or really anybody understands something if you just talk to them. Right. And so we talked about it, and I had a lot of students tell me, it's always nice when a student tells you, you know, I actually enjoyed that. And I had two or three kids that tell me, I, I enjoyed that. And so we... we Opened up the floor for discussion, and again, I'm sort of in that facilitator mode, right? I'm not trying to give away too much about my own personal feelings about it, but I'm trying to ask the appropriate questions. Is there a debate team here? No. There should be. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about time. Uh, Continue on, when, when I did my internship at Auburn High, they had a debate team, and they were a state championship debate team, and I got to see the debate team do their thing. They, had, they actually had a debate class. It was an elective, and it, that's it was more, fascinating. That, that's more of like how to debate your point more than anything. It's not like believe this point or believe that point. It's this is how you yes. See, this is how, how you, you see things. show your point. Yes, yeah. it's they were. It was. Um, I mean, you, those kids were the future lawyers of, I, of right. America. I, I saw a great movie, and for the life of me, I can't think about what the uh, primal fear. No, it's uh, thank you for smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, there was this guy that was a, 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 
a lobbyist for the big tobacco, and that's what he did. He would debate, and he like the scene that stuck with me out of that was his son was asking, "Dad, are cigarettes bad?" And he's like, "Yeah, absolutely, they're bad." He's like, "Well, don't you do you you know work for the bad guys?" He says, "I don't necessarily work for the bad guys. Bad is you know how you how you see it." And the kids trying to find out how exactly how to portray that, and he said, "I don't have to make." You, he said, "It's all in in how you." perceive things and how you sell things um let's take for instance i could tell you that chocolate ice cream is the best ice cream and you could argue that no vanilla is well you have to change my argument because i said this one's the best and all you're saying is no this one's the best well you have to change my mind before i have to change your mind and it's all just in, in perspective of how you debate that point, and that's kind of why I was asking that. Because I, I, we didn't have a debate team here that I know of when I was in high school, and I would have really enjoyed that, I think. Um, so I was just kind of curious how, how exactly that went. Again, you know, it's not left-wing, right-wing, you know, pro-UN, anti-UN, whatever. I know that's usually a lot of the stuff they put out there for, for you know, to, to get them to debate on. Mm-hmm. Um but I just was always curious how exactly they did a debate class. Oh, it's fascinating because it's all about how do you argue your point and the tools that you use and the. I mean, I mean, it's fascinating, uh, but because it's it, it uses a part of your brain that not many people. Everybody uses it, but not many people are trained how to properly use it, and so that's yeah. why I think it's fascinating. But yeah. so we were sitting there. You know, talking about this whole storming of the Capitol situation. And I'd given my students this assignment. Basically, you know, it was, hey, talk about this event in reference to the Declaration of Independence. Because the Declaration of Independence lays out a couple of major ideas, one of them being consent of the governed. Mm -hmm. You know, that the government has the ability to rule, to act, has its authority because the people give it the consent on the behalf of the citizens to, to do so mm-hmm. and two natural rights right we all are gifted natural rights or at least according to the constitution we are and the, the declaration of independence and actually well several other works john locke being the first political philosopher to make that argument we all have these natural rights john locke argued you know life liberty and property jefferson argued life liberty in the pursuit of happiness. So it was interesting to see how these students looked at that event through the lens of the Declaration of Independence. And the biggest thing that was so interesting to me is that the students that I knew would come down on one side of the argument still came down on their side of the argument and use the Declaration of Independence to justify their side of the argument. Same thing with a student that had another perspective of, of, of the entire argument. And, and, the, and the big argument, obviously, was should those people have done that? My question was not necessarily should they have done that. But can they? Did they have the right to? Did they have the right to storm the Capitol? Right. Where's the line? And, you know, when you challenge not only kids, when you just challenge people with that question, it's hard. It's so hard because there's good and bad no matter how you answer. It's just what's the lesser of two evils. So it was fascinating to see the kids work it out in their mind about what was – but again, it, it it all goes back to some kids thought they were right, and that's the thinking that's dangerous. In social studies, it's not math; it's not science. We're looking at a gray world through a gray lens. We're not black and white. Right. This math problem doesn't have one answer. Sure. You know, if if you want to. If you want to look at a world that has one answer, go look at biology. Go go look at yeah, math. Get out of, get out go of do politics. calculus. Don't come to social studies. Don't go into English. Don't go into the arts. Yeah. 
it's all interpretive. So, you know, that's 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 the biggest thing. The, the kids were very – it was reassuring because they were very interested in the subject. They liked talking about it. And I don't know. It was just – it was a – I learned a lot about my students that day, about, about okay, this is where they are, and this is what we've got to learn, and this is what we've got to do the rest of the semester. So, you know, I, I never wish – anything like that to happen but as a government teacher it provided an absolutely great opportunity well i mean to, that's, to find out where my my students were yeah but see that's why america was founded on the principles that it was is because i'm sorry george washington would have already picked up a gun and marched to the capital by now that that group of people based on everything that's going on and i'm talking about right and left i'm talking about all the rights all the obstruction of, not obstruction of justice, but the liberties and things that's been taken away, they would already marched. But I also, on one hand, believe if they knew it was going to turn into this, they would have just stayed under British control too. So I, I, I don't know where I, where exactly I fall on that, but, I mean, it, it's posted there literally in black and white and in ink for us to take back control if we don't like what's going on. I mean, they're they're all, they're up there on our behalf because we elected them. If they're not doing the job, tyrannical government, they wouldn't even recognize no. what we are today. From what they started with and what they started this country to do, they, this this country is run, unrecognizable. Yep. So totally different, and um, they were, oh, I don't know, if they were here now. If they were here now, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. They being our founding fathers. Yes. They would be hated. Oh, yeah. By many. So, and that's, <laughs> that's uh, I mean, what do you say about that? Well, man? I don't know. Back then, the, the, the left and the right, it was still there, but it wasn't as far left and as far right. They were still a lot of mi- a middle ground there with our founding fathers. I mean, right. you look, right. Right. you look at, you look at Jefferson and, um, Hamilton, Hamilton, opposite sides, clearly opposite sides, but there's a lot of middle ground between the two of them as well. You know, now it's so far left and so far right. Like it's wow. And if you're not so far left or so far right, the other side is going to call you far left or far right because that's what they do now. Well, during that time, they had been in wars together. Yeah, they were fighting together. Yeah, they were fighting the you know, Revolutionary and, War together, right. and, and they, the the right to do what they wanted to with this country because they had been under a tyrannical government in England for so long. They had more of a bond, I would say, with each other in a yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? Because they had been on the battlefields with each other, but they still fought whenever whenever politics got into it. That's well, there true. Was, there was a level of respect the, right, exactly. that is absent in today's discussion right. and, and discourse. And if, if you, even if you're on that side, you will, like we were talking about, come to agree to disagree on stuff. And that's what we can't come to now. We can't come to agree to disagree on stuff. Because we all think we're right. Right. So, like you said. So, it's just... Uh, it's, I blame social media, but that's another argument for another Well, I would, I would give you that It's one. interesting you say that. Yeah. Uh, Brian Harson, the new head coach at Auburn, has an interesting take on social media and opinions. You can go back and look at it. He says that in a press conference when he was at Boise State, everybody thinks they're entitled to an opinion nowadays. Whereas before social media, because everybody has a platform, everybody has a platform sure. to – millions of other ears that have the potential to listen sure used to you had to work to to get to even gain access to a platform that provided you with that kind of audience yeah which means that your opinion actually meant something because you had to put work in for your voice to matter and and I I shouldn't say voice to matter. Everybody's voice matters, but voice to be heard. Your voice and your opinion are two very different things. Just because you put it on social media doesn't mean your opinion is valid. Doesn't now in the same token your 
allowed your perspective. You're allowed your unique perspective. Mm-hmm. But again, because it's your opinion doesn't mean you're right. Sure. Here's the it thing. means that it should be considered, but it doesn't mean that it should be considered correct. And Here's I think that's where we are today is everybody thinks their opinion matters and has and carries more weight than in reality it does. Here's the thing. That what you just described used to be called a journalist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the press and why, why they hold such high recognition that, you know, they've got, you know, in the Bill of Rights, freedom of the press for that reason – What's well, the fourth estate? They're they're the media and the press were meant to provide a check on government overreach and, and and power. I mean, literally, the Washington Post's motto is "Democracy dies in darkness," implying that okay, we've got to shed a light mm-hmm. on everything that's happening in the darkness so that democracy doesn't fade away. I mean, you look at what's happening in Russia right now, you know, the opposition leader to Putin was almost just assassinated. He was poisoned and had to be flown out of the country for treatment, comes back, gets arrested for no reason, or at least the the Russian government isn't saying why that he, he has been arrested. And now there are thousands of people in the streets all across Russia protesting against against their government, the government and against Vladimir Putin. It's crazy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, crazy. it's, um, but you know what is great about that whole entire story? Who poisons anybody anymore? That's like something straight out of the 1980s. That is, well, I mean, Putin was a KGB agent. That, that's he, what I'm he, saying, I mean, though. Like, how can we get rid of this guy? Can we take him to a sausage factory and just grind him up? No, no. Let's poison him. It's very Cold War esque. Very. Yeah. Yeah. So, Let's I mean, poison him. At least that's that's everything that I've read on the situation so far. Yeah. So all I can you know. think of is Indiana Jones. Why are you laughing? Because here's the antidote for the poison you just drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sorry. It's, I think my ADHD kicked back in there just a little bit. <laughs> it's it's been it's been crazy, guys. It, the whole where we are in terms of the global stage. Of, well, you throw the pandemic on top of all that. Well, and, and that, that's been the biggest aggravator. Yeah. You, there's no denying that the pandemic has not aggravated these political illnesses, problems. Sure. And, and exaggerated them to a, to a proportion that we haven't experienced in, in, a, in a long time. So we're, we're going to have to wrap things up here. So let's get to recommendations. Brandon, what you got? All right, I so. <laughs> I've been watching I love this I've, part of this. Hold had. on, is this the first time he's been ready to go right out the gate? Probably so. Okay, <laughs> since we've only done a couple of episodes. Okay, but yes, um, we love watching shows and movies. I, I would say Absolutely. all of us do. Yes, I've had a lot of time on my hands here lately. Um, even though I deal with a lot of basketball, but during the day work has been slow, so I've kind of been home here lately and. Um, have y'all seen? I'm gonna give you two. Okay, I'll give you two. Ooh, we doubled recommendations. All right. So, have y'all seen the Maze Runner? Yes. yes. Did we talk about this the other day? We mean you have. We might. I, th- have. I think we talked about this. We yeah. might have. Okay. Have you seen all? I haven't seen all, all of the them. ones after that. I've yes. seen the Maze Runner and then the second one, whatever that one was. The um, Scorcher or whatever. Scorch Trials. The Scorch, Scorch Trials. trials. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one. Then you got the one, the Death Cure. Yeah, the last one. Do you know... Was there just three? Yeah, there were just three. I think so. In that last one, you know, they build the city. Right. They have the city, you know, surrounded by walls, mm-hmm. which, which kind of you have to go back and watch all of it. But you notice all the people wearing masks mm-hmm. and during that time. I mean, this is, I don't know, two-year-old movie, I would say. Oh, it's older than that, I believe. It's, yeah. I it's, it's, it's 2018. Is it 2018? Okay. So... That just caught my eye how all that w- was played out in right. that movie and how they were doing stuff. Um, by the way, I thought it was a great series all the way through. Yeah. I think it had a little bit of everything you wanted. It had some zombies type stuff in it. And then you have, you know, you're running away from creatures, but you also got the bad guys behind the scenes who are doing what they're doing. Right. Um, it sort of keeps you on your toes because you, 
in the beginning you're kept in the dark you think one thing's going yeah. on and then something else completely different's going right. on by the at least by the second movie again i haven't seen the third film so i wouldn't know i'm but. sorry if i i just never got i'd never seen those up until no they're they're good maze 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 like the maze runner how about that <laughs> Um, so we, uh, we, we enjoyed, we enjoyed those three movies. They were really good. And one more thing is coming to fold on that. I know y'all got Netflix, of course. Um, so I've recently gone back to Netflix to watch, and this ain't one of my recommendations, but, uh, the Cobra Kai season three. Oh, that's a, that's a recommendation right there. Well, it is not my recommendation, but if I had a third one or a second one rather, but, uh, they got unsolved mysteries. The old there. school? Well they no, they got the new school. Ah. New episodes they put together. Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. Hey. We see how a UFO took somebody from Easter Island. Nick knows <laughs> how I am. I'm all in yeah. on that stuff. Because we've we've talked we've discussed that. So Unsolved Mysteries, the Maze Runner trilogy, I would say. Mm-hmm. And put those together, and there's your there's your combo to go check. One out. thing before we go on to Clint's recommendation, and and I've recommended this before, and talked extensively about it, just because it sort of relates to what we've talked about today, and what you just got done talking about with the Maze Runner. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is a book by Suzanne Collins. It's a prequel to the Hunger Games trilogy. Please read it. It's it sets up President Snow's rise to power, and and it, I don't know. It's it's great. It's 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 very relevant to society today. Yeah, so I, this is yours. No, that's no, not no. that's not my recommendation. Oh, that's not yours. Just you're before just, we move just, away okay, from yours, I, I just you. wanted to mention you just that want again. Throw that one in. Yeah, there. that used that was a recommendation of mine in season two. Right. So that's okay. that's one of the movies I just I really didn't give a chance. I, I didn't try to watch it. I just I don't think I'd like it, so I've never watched it. Hunger Games? Would you? Recommend that as a uh, honest, honest question. Yes, absolutely. Okay. The books are great. Oh, yeah, Nick's, books been, Nick's are, been. He's are, been on that. I read the books. the books are so good. I read the last book in the original series trilogy uh-huh. in one day. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it, it was. It's so good. The ending is just Suzanne Collins. It, it. She got inspired to write those novels. She was watching. What was she watching? Uh, she was watching a reality TV show and then flipped to the next channel and brought up footage of the uh, news footage of the Iraq war. Mm. And that was her initial, that was the spark there. She got the spark for this idea of what if there was a reality TV show where people actually died and there was, there were real lives on the line and she sort of, and then she sort of grew her idea from there and that's how we got the hunger games. But yeah, all right, well, I might have to give it a shot then. What's your rec? I have two. Oh, two again. All so right. So one based on the fact that we've kind of went political today, if you want to go with that, um, just from a debate side, not necessarily a right or a left side. Um, if There's plenty of people out there that do the YouTube stuff now. You know, they'll open up a window and listen to it in the background while they're working or whatever. Um Louder with Crowder does a segment called Change My Mind where he sits down with people from a different point of view and allows them to discuss. Um, uh, usually on college campuses. Usually on college campuses, uh, but not always. COVID's kind of messed with a little bit of that, but um, the last several episodes over the last year or so uh, have been very heated with you know people just wanting to shut him down, just wanting to shut down everything he's talking about. They don't about. even want him on campus. They don't even want him on campus or, or, or anything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he goes through the right channels and, and gets permits and, you know, has police there to make sure nothing gets out of way uh, and things like that. But uh, it's, it's a good listen. Um, and just hear, A, to hear, you know, some of the debate back and forth, why you believe this, why, why I believe this. Uh, but it's also very eye-opening of how – today's society young society thinks you know from a college standpoint like how they think a certain way why they think a certain way all that kind of stuff i've watched some of that it's it's entertaining it really is and then some of the people that try to come and shut him down oh it's crazy it really is crazy but uh my other one uh, and you and i talked about this earlier 
before before we came here to record today, uh, Carrie was flipping through Hulu. Uh, we've got a Hulu subscription because we've got um, Disney Plus, the Disney and, Empire. <laughs> and I got a story. Sorry, go if we got time, I got a story on that one, um, and I'll see if I can go through it in, in like sixty seconds or Earlier, something. I'm going to cut you off. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, my other one is we were we were going through Hulu and we found a show called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. I believe it is. Um, you ended up telling me that it was uh, executively produced by J.J. Abrams, which made me love it even more. And when you said John Locke earlier, all I could think of was Lost. But anyway, um, so the premise of the story is there's an old man that owns a diner, and he literally walks away for like five minutes and comes back, and he's dying. Nobody knows why. He's got stubble all over his face. He's coughing up blood. The guy finally lets the main character, James Franco, know, hey, there's something special about this diner. So he said, come back tomorrow, and I'll tell you everything about it. So he comes back tomorrow. He walks into the closet of this diner, and he keeps walking deeper and deeper and deeper, and all of a sudden he ends up in 1963. So he doesn't believe it. He thinks it's just some kind of weird trick or whatever. He gives him a pocket knife says, hey, go carve your initials on that tree in 1963. So he goes and carves his initials. When he comes back, the initials are still in the tree. The tree's much bigger now. So anyway, uh, this this old man has tasked James Franco, Franco's character, with preventing the assassination of Kennedy. So as soon as I found out that was his whole entire plot, I'm one episode in and I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Just the things that are going on, you know, that they're talking about the whole Kennedy everything right now. It's been good. And I I immediately looked at Carrie and she looked at me and she said, you think Nick would love this, don't you? I said, I absolutely do. Yeah, I... I've had many people recommend that show to me. And Long not, episodes, though. That's the only thing. But see, I like that. No, I mean, I don't mind I, it, but I it's like, like an hour and a half an episode. Yeah, see, I love that. So. I absolutely love that. I, I I just haven't had time. It's It's been, it's, and I'm going to be honest, it hasn't been a priority on my watch list. Sure. Because, you know, your watch list priority changes, and it's just never made its way to the top. Yeah, like you can watch the loss for the seventh time. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, God, loss is so good, y'all. It's such um, a good show. They just got through the first season. I think it's been renewed for a second season. So, uh, if you get a chance, watch that. Was it's, that it's on? Been good. It's on Hulu. Hulu. Okay, I ain't got that. So, my recommendation is also a television show. Hey. And it is on Disney Plus. The Disney Empire reigns again supreme. Not, I, and I'm not saying that in support of the Disney Empire. I'm just saying, you know, again, it's another Disney product. But, WandaVision. Ah. Uh, Dude, that's trippy. I've watched the first two episodes. I've got to get caught up on the third the one. The third is, is it's at, been like, ooh, wow, uh, this is this is out there. It's, it's going to make you think for a minute before absolutely. they actually before they actually get you to the actual plot. But of it's the story. but it's good. Them playing with you is good. Them keeping you out of the loop because you're you're just as out of the loop of what's going on as Vision and Wanda are. Right. And but but the things that happen in episode three are just sort of like, okay, well, I mean. You just go, I don't understand. And then the end just leaves you even more confused. But in, in such a good way. It's, I don't know. It, it's fascinating. I highly recommend it. If you're into a show that is just, just sort of teases you teases you along and keeps you guessing, it's a great, great program. Right. Um, I, I've enjoyed it. What little bit I've, like I said, I've only watched the first two episodes. I'm, I'm really intrigued by it because it's got a little bit of leave it to Beaver and hello, Lu- or uh, I love Lucy and, and and that kind of stuff behind it. But it also there's parts that it reminds me of Pleasantville. Do you remember that? Yes, movie? I remember that with Don Knotts. And, yeah, where uh, where everything's black and white. McGuire. and and What's everything is yeah, uh, Tom McGuire. Tom McGuire. yeah, exactly. Spider-Man, for you, Spider-Man. Um, and everything is, you know, black and white, and everything's, you know, very cut, very dry, but as soon as things start to kind of change, it starts coming color, it just really reminds me of that. Episode three goes more Brady Bunch. Right. You know, it's 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 evolving. Right. It evolves through the sitcom era. It's just, it's so crazy, man. It's it, The whole concept is, is that Wanda and Vision are, are in a sitcom that's, their life, is a, their life is a sitcom. Their now. life is a sitcom. It's, right. And there's, and, there's and a laugh watched, track. And, yeah, and, and if you've watched any of the movies, you kind of understand, you know, Wanda is devastated because Vision's gone. So, spoiler alert. Um, 
So you're, you're. I mean, that's that's that's. that's but he's movies. but he's here. But he's here in this. So, so he's something. Kinda, there, there's yeah. something going on. What's going on? Is this in her head? Is this a prequel? Is it? I mean, exactly. there's all kind of. And questions. there's some weird things that happen that you're like, okay, that's that's not supposed to right happen. What's what's that about? And, and yeah, it's each episode. There are more things that tip you off that something's wrong. It's it's great, great writing. So great before acting. we get out of here. You said Disney Empire a couple of times, and it's reminded me of something I've seen. Uh, I think College Humor does it. So the the scene is a guy that's representing Netflix walks into Disney's office, and Disney's just like, "Man, we're we're losing billions a day because of you know our everything shut down and this that and other." And Netflix is like, "Yeah, I'm here to buy you out. You know, just come on over. You keep a new job. You just have to report to me." And then all of a sudden, Disney, the guy representing Disney, gets a phone call and says, yeah, we're just going to do whatever you want to now. Just, you know, we got to get out of this. And he, you know, the screen kind of turns dark, and he gets this evil laugh going. He's like, my plans come to complete. And then Netflix is like, what's going on? He's like, you know, you want me to tell you what's going on? He pulls this thing out, and it's 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 a green vial. And he goes, no, you didn't. He's like, yes, I unleashed a pandemic just so I could, just so I could do <laughs> Disney Plus, and I'm going <laughs> to topple the Netflix empire and everything. Yeah. It was just, it was funny. I I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, Disney Plus has got they, they uh, said they got ninety three million subscribers and said that's their five year target within eight months of launch. It's been it's been crazy, and and then you you package in, you know, they're offering a Disney Plus, a Hulu, and an ESPN Plus package now right. for fourteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you get ESPN, everything on Hulu, and everything on Disney Plus. Like yeah, that's right. a huge deal. So One it's, of the, doesn't uh, surprise me. One of the lines was in it, and you'll enjoy this, was um, we launched Disney Disney Plus, and we didn't have anything except our old library and Space Cowboy Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Mandalorian really, really was huge for them. Oh, absolutely. I, I 100%. But, and the fact that it's been good. It has, it's been great. Yeah. It's been very great. So, Which, by the way, y'all did an episode on The Mandalorian not too long ago that I thoroughly enjoyed on we, the yeah, Spam we, podcast. We uh, we had a guest on, uh, Alex, longtime gaming buddy of ours, and we, we sat down we talked Star Wars for a little bit, uh, specifically Mandalorian and just kind of where, where this can go. And uh, I thought it was a really good episode. Um, you know, there's time, I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, just, you know, Truth be told, you know, I, I never got in, like, the comic books and the expanded universe and all that, but, but Hammy and Alex did, uh, so they knew a lot more about it and, uh, you know, opened my eyes to a lot of stuff and brought up some good some good points, and uh, it's interesting to see where they'll go with it. So, yeah, if you get a chance, check that out. It's, that, was a, that was a fun episode. Awesome, guys. Well, that's been it for this episode. We'll see you all back here again next episode. Hopefully it's all three of us. Who knows? Who knows where the winds will take us. Hopefully to good places. But regardless, guys, don't forget you can talk. Get your rear home. You threw me off, man. I, I yeah. wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting that one.